Hey, babe, it's Paige. I'm so grateful you're here. This podcast audience of awesome women is growing with every episode, and I'm dying to connect with you personally. So if you'd like to chat, text the word pivot to my new number, 213-325-4600. There, you can enter your contact info and you'll immediately find helpful links for some one-on-one support in either getting organized or making your next pivot with confidence. Again, you can text the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T, to 213-325-4600. And that number will also be linked in all the show notes. Then we can start a conversation about how I can support you these days. I can't wait to talk to you soon and join forces because we are better together. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Paige Killian, founder and CEO of Everything With Style. I've built a business helping busy moms of littles get organized in three simple steps. Like many of my clients, I love being a mom and I also desire more. If you've ever felt that stirring in your heart, that whisper or really loud voice that keeps you up at night, then you are in the right place because this is not a solo mission. Whether you're a little curious or totally ready to be a mom, boss, and use your God-given gifts to serve others, step into your calling, turn your passions into purpose, and still make it to the carpool line on time, then girlfriend, it's time to pivot. I've got you, now let's get started. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome back to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. I cannot wait for this interview. I was not able to sleep last night because I was so excited. Vanessa Wild is on today. She is going to be talking to us about many things because she is a mom like so many of us. She is an entrepreneur. She has a business where she really helps moms get clear on their messaging and help them. And actually, I said moms, a lot of them are moms, but she helps people get really clear on their messaging uh, for if they are working on something that is very important to them and just helping make sure that they have success in these things that they are working on. And I just cannot be more excited to welcome you to the podcast, Vanessa. Please share with us a little bit about who you are, a little more about what you do, and let's get started talking about really what it is that lights you up and gets you excited about making some pivots in your life as well. I know lately you've had quite a lot of interesting things happen, both personally and professionally, and I just cannot wait to dive in. So first of all, Vanessa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Paige. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited to talk with you and to connect with your audience a little bit through this. So, So I am a mom of three, ranging from four to nine. And so I've gone through a few different stages with childhood and Uh, motherhood and all of the fun that comes with it. Um, Been married for, it'll be 13 years this weekend. Congratulations. Lucky 13. (laughs) 
we're like, we've got to plan something big in the next couple of years, at least. (laughs) For sure. Um, And then I am um, a dog mom as well, which I never thought I would be a dog mom, but now they feel like my children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm also a business owner as a a fractional creative director while also doing copywriting and messaging and all of that jazz to help business owners really stand out. Well, thank you for sharing that. And in our little pre-interview before we hit record, I was really even picking your brain and just saying, I've gone through this a lot lately where I had this successful professional organizing business and the podcast that represented that, the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. And I just kept feeling this tug on my heart to make a pivot and show up for my busy mom clients in a bit of a different way than I had in the past. And so I've really been consuming a lot of the content that you're putting out lately, especially around getting clear on your messaging, because you want to serve these people to the best of your ability who are listening, who are looking to you for advice. Um, I was sharing with you earlier, I had a lot of the mom clients that I was organizing for, and we would be you know, in pretty vulnerable places, you know, when you're on the home front and you have invited someone into your space and said, I need help because I'm not loving my space right now, or it's not working for us, or we're in a bit of a transition. I do lots of relocations as well, truly going from one house to another. Or as I was mentioning when we were talking earlier, even working with clients because I once upon a time helped them organize and now their kids are growing and they're in a different stage. So hearing you talk about the different age ranges in your kids and just going through those different seasons, that got us talking about how we have different seasons in our business as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about something that you actually posted recently and I latched onto it and I emailed you? (laughs) I see you laughing because that probably sounded like a crazy person, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to talk about. Tell us what you discovered when you were doing a little bit of research about that 90%. I'm going to leave it with you there. Tell us about what you found. Yeah. So recently I was looking online, discovering a little bit about businesses, you know, the entrepreneur geek looking up things. And uh, (laughs) I discovered that 90% of startups uh, fail within the first 10 years. Which with the digital space at our fingertips, it can sound shocking for a lot of people. I mean, say that again, 90% of, say that again. 90% of startups fail within their first 10 years. So that got me thinking and emailing and texting you. If 90%, which that's not a very hopeful statistic, will fail in their first 10 years. That That is a startup. And obviously we're talking about a business here, but I couldn't help but see the parallels as a mom as well. If 90% of things that we are starting could potentially end in failure, why would we start anything new at all? That was what you know, was like the unlock in my mind of like, oh my gosh, why would anybody who is, you know, smart and cares about their, you know, lives, their livelihood, their family, their money, their businesses, why would anybody start? So I'm curious what you think about, I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious what you think about that. Why would we start if that is the true statistic? 
Yeah, that's such an interesting question. And one um, thing that I have always, always been told is failure equals feedback. Mm. And like those 90%, they may have failed, but what's the feedback that they have received during that time, which could have potentially had them pivot and start a different business. It could have had them, and they don't track that. They may have not tracked that. They just said that LLC or that business closed down without realizing that they actually pivoted a different direction. And so to me, as long as you're taking every failure, every step along the way as feedback and using it as an opportunity to grow, you're going to still have potential of having success in your business in whatever form it's meant to be. And it could even mean that while you're going through these motions, while you're having these quote unquote failures, you're learning something that leads you on a road that was very unexpected, but it led you exactly where you need to be at that time because you actually said yes to starting your business. Absolutely. And I feel like a huge part of the pivot is when you're not resisting so hard and you're leaning into things when they're unknown, when they're uncertain, because if you're trying something new, there really is just no 100% success rate that you're looking at. You really need to just take a leap of faith and lean into things when you are a bit uncertain. And I love that what you talked about is that failure is feedback. And that even reminds me, I've heard um, Rachel McMichael, who we got to give her a little shout out. And this, by the way, is maybe the, for sure, the second, maybe the third time I have said her name on the new time to pivot podcast, because there have been some other guests that we met through Rachel. So Rachel, if you're listening today, we love you girl, but I can remember in the early days when I first started working with Rachel, even in 2015 and 2016, before I was actually making money as an organizer and turned it into a business, I felt this tug at my heart that was like, you need to serve in this way. This is actually your next step. And had I not leaned into that, I would have missed enormous blessings. I have so enjoyed my business. And those were the days that I was working with Rachel. We were talking so much about like, what does it look like to start a business? How do you set yourself up for success in that way? And I just love what you, how you responded in that email when you were talking about some of the different things that we could do if we don't want to be a part of that 90% failure rate, which again, we know that it's feedback. By the way, do you, I think it was Thomas Edison who talked about all the different iterations he had to go through before the whole light bulb thing actually worked and came to be. I'm talking a lot. I'm not talking like he made a couple of prototypes. Like I feel like there were hundreds, maybe even thousands. I feel like there were so many things. And he even talked about this isn't just failure. This is information for me to know, okay, that's not working. So now I try something different. Um, and is that something that you feel like is really key? Like, okay, take that information and move forward. Yes. Because when you start your business, you have an idea of what you're thinking the messaging is going to be, or you're thinking your audience needs and the feedback from them, which we usually think is failure because they didn't buy something from us or they didn't take the action we expected is actually telling us that it didn't resonate with them. And so that right there, and for Edison, it didn't work. So they had to change it up. But that feedback allows us to know, okay, I don't want to keep going in that direction. I need to slightly pivot, as you say, and change it a little bit 
so that I can actually have it resonate with who I'm trying to talk to so that there is that success that I'm wanting. Yeah. And you, um, you, it keeps making me come back to one of the really smart points that you talked about in that particular post, in that particular email, you guys, you got to get on this girl's email list. If any of this is resonating with you, because I just really just devour all of the content she's putting out there, but it just makes so much sense to me. And I keep thinking about one of those points you made when you were talking about how a lot of the ones who are not successful are the ones who just refuse to evolve. They're not, you know, changing it up. Do you want to talk about the three things that I thought were so smart that you suggested when we talked about, so how, how can you be successful and and what are the things that you need to be thinking about? Yeah. So let's start with the evolve since you brought that up. So a lot of times we have, we are set in our ways as humans. We are creatures of habit. That's pretty normal. And when you think of blockbuster, I always go back to blockbuster because it's just the epitome of an example Netflix was coming in, all these different organizations were coming in, getting digital and Blockbuster just stayed where you would go to the store and rent it. And we don't see them anymore. I think there's one that's running that last there's, store. There's a, there's a documentary. I'm such a nerd about documentaries. I love them. And there is a Blockbuster documentary. And I think when they filmed it, there were like four in existence. <laughs> and that was a while ago. So you're right. There may all oh simply for nostalgia, I feel like. That's so funny. It probably is. And people just go in for that feel. (laughs) You're right. They did not evolve. They did not. And they didn't do any. The only thing I can remember is they went from VHS to DVD. The other than that, I don't remember anything ever changing in that place. And while we like that habit, we actually like evolving and staying up with the trends and doing the new things because If you look even at what clothes were like just 10 years ago, just five years ago, we see reels and everything about it. It's evolved so much. I'm sure even for you, what you utilize within the homes and such has evolved over time. And as you continue to evolve within your business and keep up with the trends, it doesn't have to be like the social media trends of trying to figure out what that next trending song is, but you keep up with what people are actually wanting and evolve with that, then your your offer, your product, whatever it is that you're putting out there will actually continue to resonate so that it is actually something that they want versus they don't anymore because you've moved they've moved on from it. And do you think it's a good idea for us to just completely beat ourselves up and say like, oh, this offer that I put out there, this service that I wanted, nobody's taking it. I'm the worst. Everybody hates me. Should we do that? No, it's feedback. It's feedback. And if we continue to keep thinking about everything that I do is feedback and any response that I get, whether it's no response or a response, it's feedback. So if what you put out there isn't actually resonating, it's feedback of, okay, what are, what is it? And Mm -hmm. so it could be that you need to evolve or it could be the second part of maybe you're actually competing against big names out there. I actually went to um, this company's website recently and it said something about how they make shopping easy for, for your kids. Well, for me, the easiest way to shop is Amazon. And so I would be like, wait, like it wouldn't resonate with me. Like I wouldn't want to find out more. 
And then when I went to the website, there was way more to it. It was more than just having it easy. It's actually curated for your, your child, for their age, for their gender, all of that. And so it was a very different market, but they were competing against Amazon, which then leads people away from that company and goes right back to Amazon. So you want to make sure you're positioning yourself separate from those heavy hitters, which comes down to being super specific in um, what you're talking about. And that reminds me so much of when I was starting my business and I was trying to figure out, okay, if I'm a professional organizer, what in the world is going to set me aside from the queen bee Marie Kondo, who so many people knew and loved. And then the home edit, which you and I were talking about recently, you went to like a a network marketing type event um, conference or something for them. And I just remember feeling like, you know, I feel like I speak to the mom who is awesome. She wants to do everything for her family. Her family lights her up, makes her so happy. And she wants to figure out systems that are actually going to work in her home, but she can be tired. (laughs) She can be frustrated. um, And she is going to need something so simplified that she doesn't even really have to think about it. It just becomes something on autopilot that she's able to put in place. And so that's what I realized was going to make me stand out is my three E's philosophy. I simplified the organizing process to three simple steps. Cause I remember I would watch that Netflix special and I would read Marie Kondo's book. And while I geeked out over it because I love organizing a lot of the feedback that I was hearing from people when I would bring her up or I would talk about what she did is that she wanted you to go into every room of your home and collect every certain type of thing. So like, let's say you were the person who loved clothes. She wanted you to go to every single closet in your home, yours, your spouses, your kids, your dog might even have dog outfits, go everywhere, get all of these things, put them in one place. And the idea behind, there was definitely method to that for her. The idea behind it was to look at like, oh my gosh, we have so much of this thing. It's overwhelming. It might not be healthy. You could be losing tons of money because you're constantly buying clothes, you know, whatever it is. I also remember watching one of the episodes where um, the family was, they loved celebrating holidays. So they had a massive amount of holiday decor and they went to every single room and they collected it all. And once this family saw how much of their home was stuffed with holiday decor, and it even was not like organized to where it was convenient. It was all over the house for all different, you know, all that kind of thing. They made that realization and they were able to purge and they were able to dial it back and that kind of thing, right? The moms that I worked with, or I would go speak to them and I'd use that example. They were like, I'm out. There's no chance. I don't have time for that. I'm not going to pull out everything and make a massive mess in my house before, because it gets messier before it gets better. And so I took that. I was like, okay, I cannot do this with my clients. That is not something they are willing to do. And if I try to do that, they're not going to hire me. And so that was something that was really a huge thing for me to be like, okay, I need to come up with some sort of different way of giving my clients what they're asking for and what they need. And I'm curious, Vanessa, for you, do you feel like when you're trying to meet that client where they're at and you want to give them that clear messaging, 
What if sometimes they maybe need to hear some information that they don't really want to? I feel like you're really good at picking words, even just going on your website. You've picked words that I was like, oh man, that's different than just saying amazing. Or, you know, I, you just have picked these really dynamic words when you are getting your message in front of your audience. What do you think for the person who's trying to figure out what they're going to be offering their clients or this new thing that they're going to be pursuing? Talk to me a little bit more about the messaging and how they might need to hear some things, but they don't really want to. How do we navigate that? Yeah. So what's interesting is a lot of people, like you said, they, they end up actually knowing they need to hear it. (laughs) Okay. And so when they hear it, they're like, it stops them in their tracks, but you say it in a way that actually makes them feel like there's hope. And that's, I think that the key is instead of just, there's a lot of times where it's like beating down the door of the mistakes they're doing, how they're feeling. And while you need to connect with them on how they're feeling, you also need to show them that there's hope and that there's possibility out there that what they're experiencing isn't something that has to stay that way. And so when you show them that there's hope and you utilize words to connect with them and and let them know that change is possible or whatever that frustration is. And my biggest things is it should be easy, feeling easy or simple and fast for them. And if you keep those two things in mind, then it'll be like, okay, we've got this. This doesn't have to feel as heavy as it needs to be. So always thinking like, how can I word this where there's that hope for them? And how can they feel like, okay, it's possible. Like, yes, it's hard to hear. Yes. I, they've kind of hit me (laughs) really hard with what they said, but they're also giving me hope that this is simple to change and it can happen in, in a fairly quick time frame. Hey, quick reminder, you can now get my book in four different ways. Head over to Amazon and search up I've Got You Girlfriend. The subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can find it there on e-reader. That's through the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I have a feeling you may love the audiobook. Again, it's called I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. That makes so much sense. Certainly with organizing, that certainly makes so much sense. You want it to be quick and easy and just and just simplified. So I'm really taking in the things that you're saying. And I'm thinking about the new pivot that I'm making in my business, not just organizing professional, which I'm still doing that for sure. But this mompreneur strategist role that I'm stepping into, where I'm talking to a lot of these moms about how much they love their families. And also they feel like they want more and they do desire more things. And they're just in that sort of stuck, maybe stressed place where they're feeling like the things that they're doing might be a bit monotonous. And they're really wanting to move forward in their lives, feeling like there's fulfillment and some things that get them excited. I mean, listen, it's exciting to pick your kids up from carpool and you want to hear about their day and whatever. But when you've done that, (laughs) I see your your face smiling when you've done that over and over and over. And sometimes those little kids don't get in with bright and shiny faces. They want to get in and tell you 
all the things that went wrong that day. And then they want to bug their brother or their sister in the backseat, or they want to tell you they need a snack ASAP, or they want to let you know that the music that you were listening to in the car is not what they want to listen to. You know, you can start to feel like, is there more God? Is there more? Is there more to lie? Because this is a lot. So I am curious on that note as well. How do you feel like your style of being a mom and working on a business has evolved over the years? I know, again, we talked about seasons. Like, I would love to know how you're handling that as a working mom. Yeah. So one thing I've noticed for myself is that I have to pull away from social media as far as watching what other moms are doing. And that's been like the biggest thing over probably the past year that I had to start embracing because I'd see those glimpses of people's lives and what looks perfect. So like a mom where it looks like she has everything perfect as far as she's always present with her kids, always playing with their kids, always outside. And it's like, you feel this tug as a mom. You're like, oh, that's the mom I'm supposed to be. Okay. Like, let's try that. And then you feel guilt because you don't feel fulfilled in that direction completely. Or, um, I, I went the full-time job route for a while and I was like, oh, maybe that's the way I'm supposed to go. And I'm following these people where it's like fulfillment in your business, fulfillment in, in, um, your work life and going all in there. And I wasn't feeling fulfilled in that way. So once I reconnected with what does Vanessa want and actually being okay to be like, okay, my kids can go to school. I don't have to homeschool. And they're actually getting really good things at school. They're connecting with friends. That's okay. Like that's okay for them. And it's good for them. Absolutely. (laughs) And, And once I like got okay with that, I was able to embrace the crazy life of doing my passion while also my second, like my other passion of being a mom as well and bringing the two together and realizing, yes, it's going to be chaos. Yes. It's not going to flow perfectly. Like social media makes it out to be. Yes. There's going to be extra seasons of hard, but if I just keep going back to what do I love? What are my priorities and being okay that that's different than what other people maybe expect of me or what I expected of myself or what I'm seeing and thinking I'm supposed to do, then there's a a season of like, okay, it's okay to, to love both and to embrace both and be okay being in the season of a little bit of crazy. Oh man, I'm just nodding my head the entire time. Yes. So much of that is relatable. I completely understand Um, Do you have advice specifically for someone right now who might be the mom who is going through a season where she's feeling like it's time for some sort of transition and, and I would, whether it's going back to work and doing something that they're familiar with or starting something new, do you have any advice for that pivot and making that a little less stressful? Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing that causes for me that has caused stress is the guilt. Uh And when you feel that guilt, it just builds up and creates more stress. You're like, should I do this? You're always overthinking so many thoughts. And so release the guilt. One of the biggest advices I've, I've heard and I was told was 
doing something for yourself is not selfish. It's actually selfless because you're able to be a better mom. If you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're not doing something that lights you up, going and being present as a a mom, you're not going to be the best parent. But when I go and get fulfilled, like right now talking with you, Paige, I'm being fulfilled and I'm enjoying this. So then when I get off, I can go be present with my kids and I feel more lit up and more excited because I, as Vanessa, was filled and fueled so that I can go and be and fuel my kids as their mother. So release the guilt and let that go. Thank you so much for saying that. I actually felt chills all over my body when you said that because it really is very difficult sometimes to get in that. Like when you said overthinker, I feel like there have been like t-shirts made, there have been songs made. I think overthinking things is definitely something a lot of people can identify with and being able to release that guilt. There has to be some work done there, but just know that what you're doing is really important. And I really love the connection you made that you will in fact show up as a better version of yourself in other areas of your home, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend. And I'm so grateful that you're on here too, sharing your heart. This gets me really excited. And I just wanted to say, I feel like there's an interesting thing that I have struggled with over the years when like self-care has become that, that buzzword. I'm curious if you feel this way at all. I feel like my self-care is actually putting some extra effort and energy into my business and seeing the results of that. And sort of when I said I got chills, like riding that high of feeling like something that I did was of service to somebody else. There's something so fulfilling to me that becomes my self-care. I feel better actually when I'm working. The big joke is that I live here in Southern California and there are amazing beaches all around. And I don't want to be at the beach. I want to see the beach from my window, which I'm looking at right now. I want to see the ocean. I want to see the beautiful nature outside. I want to be inside talking with other moms, working through some things that they need, whether it's organizing on the home front or whether it is talking about how we can move forward in their business and work on things that lights them up. That is my version of self-care. Does that sound crazy to you? No, to me, self-care is finding where you're most fulfilled and filling that. And it can look exactly like that and serving moms. And so you just have to find what lights you up. And that's when you're going to feel more fulfilled and actually do the self-care that your body and mind and just your soul is actually craving. That's true. You know, what's so funny is I had a situation pulled double duty for me yesterday. I was actually working in a very hot attic, organizing for a client. And I was so hot up there. I was so sweaty. And I was like, man, I've been reading recently. And my husband very much believes in this, how important saunas are and how they like get those, you know, toxins out. And they just really help you in lots of different ways. So many health benefits. And I was like, wow, I'm doing something that I love because I'm just crazy enough to be loving organizing this very packed attic right now. Such a weirdo, but that's me. And at the same time, I'm like, this is kind of like a sauna, right? I'm sweaty. <laughs> this is probably double duty for sure. This has to have some health benefits. Um, so I did definitely come downstairs and like hydrate like crazy. I even went to a place after 
And I was so hot and sweaty. I was like, I don't even need to be in public right now. But I went into a place and I was like, what would you say is your most hydrating drink? And he was like, you need some coconut water ASAP. So I'm like, guzzling coconut water. So I do feel like there's, you know, the health benefits that sort of come into doing what it is that you love as well. And just trying to make sure that you really are taking care of yourself. And then it, it does just kind of feel like that that guilt starts to melt away when you really are focusing on what's important to you. And also, I just believe that shows up exponentially when you're in service and you're helping someone else and doing something else that's just really encouraging and helping someone else as well. Do you agree with that? Yes, for sure. And there's this really crazy thought that we have to have this complete balanced life where Mm -hmm. it's like, we're always taking care of our health. We're always taking care of ourselves, our kids, the foods on the table. Like it's like this perfect vision, the perfect Pinterest board and balanced like is not where it's like a teeter totter where it's straight across balance is knowing your priorities in that moment and being present where you need to be in that moment. Oh. And, and that if you're, if you just keep that in mind, then you're good. So while your kids are at school, let's just say in that moment, you're like, okay, during that first hour, my priority is to work, to clean, whatever that is. And then this hour it's, I need to go and do grocery shopping. And you focus on that. As long as you create your priority and stay focused on that in the moment, then your life is balanced. Man, that resonates so much with me. And and that is my cue to bring up my girl, Kelly Mobeck, who's my business and success coach, who's been with me since the beginning of everything with style and my business. And she came and spoke at a mom group that I was hosting a long time ago. and, And she changed my life when she said, surprise, there's no such thing as balance. We shoot for harmony. And for you to say that is how we do it is we focus on our priorities and we stay present. That makes so much sense to me. So thank you for sharing that. That really is, I feel like a great extra way to look at it than the way that I have in the past that she really set me up for a great chance of success. When she told me, you don't have to strive so hard for balance. Your life is always going to be out of whack. Things are going to take priority over others. So for you to bring that up specifically, that just makes so much sense to me. And I love that. Definitely. So, I mean, you guys, are, are you loving Vanessa as much as I am? I really appreciate this conversation. It just makes so much sense to me and, and um, encourages me as a mom who is on a mission to be a good mom and also to serve other people in my business as well. So thank you for sharing some of these ways that we can be successful. We're not going to be in that 90% failure rate as much as we are going to be in that, hopefully a hundred percent of learning ways that we can evolve, getting clear on our messaging, making sure that we're setting ourselves apart from those big heavy hitters that might be in that space that we're working on. I mean, how did I do? Do you feel like I just nailed those three things? Okay. I I was really (laughs) studying the stuff that you told us to do really studying it. I love it. But I just thank you so much for your perspective, your real mom life and business owner perspective. It is very helpful to have a business friend in you as well. And just knowing that I'm not alone in going through this. I just really appreciate you being here today and and sharing your words of wisdom. So if 
there are some people listening who are like, well, she's smart. I want to check out what it is that she offers and see how she can help me because we all need some Vanessa in our lives. Let me just tell you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. Uh, That's probably my main platform and behind the scenes aspect that I share. So you can connect with me on Instagram, vanessawild.co, or just go to my website, vanessawildco.com. And that's the best way to connect. Perfect. And I will make sure that I have those links in show notes as well. When they come to your website, what's something that they could expect to see that you offer? Yeah. So there's two main areas that I offer and that's copy, actual execution of copy, um, or more of that creative direction messaging support. If you are kind of starting and moving and getting things going and you want to get it really right as you execute your business, or maybe you have a business that's going and you're making a pivot like paid, <laughs> you're like, I need to get this messaging really refined. Um, those are the two big areas. And one of the, the biggest advices that I would give is before you pay for a copywriter to do any work, really get to know your messaging and your audience so that you really are clear before any of the execution. That sounds great and very helpful. And I know I need your services. (laughs) I will be calling you after this. Okay. Thank you again so much, Vanessa, for being on and sharing this incredible advice. Such good stuff. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Paige. It's been so fun to talk on here and to share a little bit about my background and my life and some knowledge with your your amazing crew. Yay. And we are totally making it happen. We are going to find a way to get together and actually meet in person. I think our kids need to play together. We need to be hanging out together. It is totally going to happen. So I'll be calling you for that as well. Please do. (laughs) All right. Thank you again so much, everyone, for listening. And I hope this was helpful for you. If it was, definitely share it with a friend. Somebody you know is going through this. And hopefully this will be something that offers them a little bit of extra support. And reach out to us if you need any additional support. We would love to be there cheering you on as well. So thank you again, Vanessa. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. If it was helpful for you, I'd love for you to head over to Apple Podcast, hit that fifth star and write a review. Want to book me to speak at your next event or work with me one-on-one to get clarity around your gifts, how to serve others and go from stuck and stressed to focused and fulfilled? reach out on the contact page at everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on social at everythingwithstylemom. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. And mom boss, remember this, your gifts are meant to be shared. Don't keep them to yourself and stay in your comfort zone. This is your time to pivot. Pivot.